0: One, two, three, do it. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket, he'll fire to the right
1: side, caught by Diggs, Stay oh, my god, oh my god, oh my god, it's already, no K, left. touchdown! Oh. Are you kidding my me? Finish. It's a All right, all right. Welcome back in for another edition of the Sculptures Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Broadmarko. With me, as always, my cohort and my compatriot, Mike Anderson. How are you doing tonight, Mike? Doing wonderful. It's good to be back. Good to be back in the saddle again. we got uh, a couple of off-season topics to go over today. Just a few. But before we get there, Mike, exciting news.
0: Well, I thought that was an off-season topic.
1: Well, I mean, yes, that is. I mean, there is exciting news. in, in... Internal and external. It's, it's, so, yes. To the podcast news. Right. So we, we were part of the Climbing the Pocket podcast network. Okay. Everyone knows that. If you've been listening to us the last year or so, you've, you've heard us mention that, and you've probably heard us on that, that network. Right. They've joined forces with SB Nation and the Daily Norseman, and now we're one happy family, Mike.
0: We're getting stronger.
1: We're getting stronger day by day. Soon we'll be an unrelenting force that you, you literally can't look away from. Right. That's we're, the goal. We're, we're going to be everywhere. I mean... The best thing that goes with your beer is scolders in your ear.
0: Like, uh, okay. Now we just lost any potential new new listeners. Um, or did
1: we gain them? Yeah. Gain no, them? it's good.
0: It's good. Uh, the audience is growing. Um, we thank everyone that's been with us from the beginning, back when we were just uh, starting up with, I don't even know where we were posting originally. Um, then we got a website. Then we ended up, Joining forces to climb yep. the pocket—that's been successful. Now we're moving on to uh, Daily Norseman, which is already—I um, mean, I, I've been reading them for oh, many, many years here, seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah, part, part of SPH, which um,
1: I think has has a, 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 a page for almost any sport, any fandom. Yeah, want.
0: I think they've got like 30,000 followers on Twitter. I mean, it's it's a big, it's a it's an awesome network. Uh, of Vikings fans of you, and that's really why we're here. Uh, so. Yep looking forward to it. We've got some some surprises, some some updates, some changes where, you know, we're going to keep evolving, and uh, I think we're going to probably spend a lot of this show sort of talking about uh, what we do, what we're at, where we're at. Yeah. Right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, so you know, at the end of the show, we'll, we'll tell you where, where you can find us, where you can find more of us if you stick around that long. Um, and, and like you said, it's, it's very exciting times. Um, you know, we started out this kind of a hobby. I don't think we ever expected to really get to this point so it's a happy surprise for me i'm sure it is for you as well yeah um but yeah so me and go way back uh before i could even remember anything we were friends through our our you know parents um so what a history on us that's
0: yeah back to uh well i don't remember life without you so yeah you know, exactly so here we, we are
1: we've always been there and maybe we can we can get you to a point where you don't remember a life without the supposed spot i yet. think that's the goal you know yeah. that's that's the ultimate goal here right so uh that's kind of who we are as the podcast team for myself um i'm an engineer by day so typically i end up driving more towards the, the cap numbers and that kind of thing that's kind of what i really delve deep into so if you're into that we have plenty of shows uh, yeah. on that kind of stuff um we might get into a little bit of that today yet with some of the off-season stuff um and uh it, you know big believer in the o-line because i used to be one so i'm into that as well um mike some of your expertise
0: well, I mean, craft beer. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. um, no. I think uh, for me, you know, I'm I'm working sort of in uh, the the software IT side of things by day, and love love to get in some of the advanced analytics and and really, I think not only in the NFL but in all sports we've started to see some players that have um, really focused on that and, and made some careers out of it and. Uh, you know really been able to drive to get better at certain areas and just see those numbers change and I think you know we'll we'll talk quite a bit about that but you look at the likes of Adam Thielen's and and players like that 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 come to mind that really um, I think are are a product of you know looking and and studying those sorts of things and so I, I love to dive into that. I've tried to take a uh, you know, a more realistic approach to things, uh, maybe to balance out the show <laughs> um,
1: well, yeah, are you saying i'm I'm a homer? No record? well, I mean I would go that far
0: but uh no it's it's been fun. I don't know i I am obviously you know we we both ride the emotional wave, probably myself more than you. I think you kind of you you keep that steady line. I tend to fluctuate up and down um, but yeah we we I think we play off each other well. we bring um, a nice balance to talk about things. And it's going to be more of a realistic view, right? We're going to, um, we're going to react to the previous game. We're going to look forward to the positive game or the next game, um, ideally positive and, uh, really try not to spend too much time. We try to move forward, um, you know, address previous issues and and just move to the next game. And, um, you know, I think we approach it almost like an NFL team does and, uh,
1: it's, it's what's done is done, and, and you try to gain a lesson or two from it, and you got to move forward, Yeah, next week comes up really quick.
0: No, so I, w- I would say that's what we're about. We try to have fun with it. We try to bring in some different games, whether it be, like, Name the Viking, um, you know, I don't know. We've, we've done dump uh I, I think I did
1: horrible at that game. Yeah.
0: No, the one time you nailed it on the first guess. Um, but no, a lot of references, a lot of pop culture. We've got some soundboard fun that we'll bring in. Um, I think we bring in some guests from time to time, so... Um, unfortunately we play that team from the state, uh, to the East. We've got a couple of people we'll bring in and, uh, we really try to keep it active and fun and different. Uh, you know, I I think that's important. That's, that's really what we look for when we're listening to podcasts. So, um, you know, I think that's what you can look forward to from us. And, uh, we're always there too. I think that's the other thing, uh, social media, you know, we'll, we'll throw those out, but we're always open to emails, drop us a line, send us a tweet. Um, you'll find that a lot of times we'll send out uh, questionnaires before we know we're going to be recording or send out tweets asking for input and, you know, try to get you as involved as possible. So we like to have a lot of fun with it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely some of my more fun shows have been uh, kind of interacting with some of the, the, the fan questions and, and kind of getting what's on, what's on their mind and what can we kind of help them understand better. Um, definitely any cap issue, just hit me up and I can try to solve any questions you have. Some of that stuff gets very complicated. And it's not really spelled out anywhere in one solid place. So, right. I've already done the research. I've done the legwork. I know a couple other people on Twitter are, are big into that stuff. So, that's what we're here for. We're we're here to help to help you guys and to give you guys the best content because we're just trying to produce the best we can. Yeah. No. So yeah, that's uh that's what we're about. Um, I don't know. We think we just jump into it there, Mike. Yeah. Can I mean, I, I think let's jump
0: in. Let's uh you know what are we, we're sitting here early July. So in my mind, this is where your average fan is starting to so,
1: transition. They're, they're starting to win, but, yeah.
0: transition a little bit into football. The draft has happened. Um, you're starting to hear the ads for training camp, and it's like, oh yeah, oh the Vikings this year. You know how oh, yeah. we like the draft. We like what we did last year. Uh, Cousins has a year. You know, stuff yeah, and so, so yeah, um, yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's jump in, and uh, I'm excited. Let's do
1: it. All right. So first up, t- first topic we have here, um, announced I think after the draft. Um, Scott Studwell's return. Actually, I think it was actually before the draft, if I recall right. right. Um, so he was ahead of, I believe, head of coverage scouting for the Vikings. Um, obviously, had a, a prolific playing career for the Vikings. Um, used to be the same number as Barr, I believe, 55. So um, you know, it's I don't know what that void means for the Vikings going forward on scouting wise, but obviously just a long history with the Vikings and hopefully this year one of his last teams he's helped put together we can maybe win a Lombardi for him and you know get him that ring he's been searching for because I mean he went from playing playing for us to the next year scouting for us after he was done playing so um, long career for him very well respected in the building so wish him well and you know Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it doesn't mean that our, our scouting <laughs> department goes to crap.
0: No, I, you know, you hope that um, you know he had this transition in mind. But uh, to go back to what you said, I mean, this is a a late pick. I think 250th overall, um, a guy that made a couple Pro Bowls. He was named one of the uh, 50th, I think, greatest Vikings of all time, and and just he's really had an impact on this team for many many years and. Um, certainly someone that will be missed. I think he's the all-time leading tackler for the Vikings, or at least he was at one point.
1: If, if um, he's not, I think he's being approached pretty quick yeah. by far. Uh,
0: So, I mean, just, just a, a really impactful uh, player and, and member of the team in, in many um, aspects. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I agree with you. What a way to uh, send him out in, in a sports world that over the last certainly handful of years has seen many... Um, curses and and things that you didn't think could ever happen happen Uh, it seems like certainly we're one of the few remaining things on that list so uh, let's hope that we can do it for him but yeah we we certainly wish him the best and uh let's hope we give him a hell of a send-off
1: a a sidetrack on on what you just mentioned there with that that list of curses and whatnot if you actually look at the top 10 teams um in the nfl the top 10 overall records the Vikings are like seventh and every other team in the top ten has won at least one Super Bowl. Yeah,
0: I mean it's not. I don't think that comes as a surprise it's, to anyone, right?
1: Yeah, well, to some in the in the the league at large, possibly. I, I, yeah, I think it does because they, they always see us losing. But no, we had really good decades of football, and we just haven't been able to to punch it home. So hopefully it's this year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see as we get closer. Kind of where where we think that's going to end up. But uh, yeah, stop all retiring. Right. Put on to his uh, his handiwork here.
0: Yeah, what he did. Well, let's kind of let's dive into the new uh, faces.
1: We had the draft. We, we did a draft recap or a draft preview episode. Yeah. Um, where I was standing for a guy, um, and I said, uh, I believe I said, this guy, no matter what, Garrett Bradbury, you no did. matter what, you did. And what happened? We got him. We selected Garrett Bradbury, ladies and baby. gentlemen. We got, him. we got him. Garrett Bradbury um, does a couple things to the offensive line. For one. I think it adds a player that's just got a really good mind for football. You look at some of his tape, and he's a technician on what he does. Now, prototypically, you know, coming into the league as a rookie, you're lacking some, some functional size, some strength, because it hasn't been your job to be in the weight room yet. Right. You've been at school. You've had to focus on studies and, and that outside of your, your playing and your practicing. So he's going to come in, he's going to be a little bit under strength but I don't think that's going to matter because he's such a good technician with how he does um, what he does. And, and with the scheme we're running, you, you're not really caring about a super mauling guy that's just that's going to overpower guys. You're looking for more of that technique and that pulling and that movement, and that's what, that's what this allows us to do, is that puts him at the center position, and then that gets us another mobile guy in Elfline to kick out. Now, Elf line the last two years, he's been hurt. He's kind of had some down years. His rookie year, I think he did pretty well as center, but I think the last two years he's kind of gone down. They've already said and already, and already shown in um, minicamp, rookie minicamp, that Bradbury is going to be the center, which means Elfline is going to be the left guard. This is much-needed help in the guard position. I don't right. I don't think anyone last year can look at our guards and say that either one was performing well. No. So the hope is here, Elfline sees a little career renaissance, and then we get Bradbury coming in there, and he has a decent year. And you already got your tackles figured out because O'Neill did really well in the last last games that he yeah. was playing and starting. No, he was... And so you I, still got Reef, who was upper half.
0: Right. I think O'Neill was one of the, the, I mean, more positive surprises last year, right? Just Absolutely. not saying that we didn't think he would maybe be a good player but, down the road, but he stepped up in a big way earlier than we expected. Coming
1: out, he was drafted. He was projected, I think, lower than we drafted him. So a lot of people saw that pick as a reach because they saw that as a longer-term project. But then he comes in and contributes in, like, I think week six or seven was his first start. So, like you said, a huge surprise there, and that's a surprise in our favor. Now, does he take a, a slight step back? I don't know. It's, it's a whole new system. Maybe that's a little bit difficult for him to learn, but he's also one of those mobile-type tackles. So we're, we're filling the line with these mobile guys that's going to fit the scheme that Kubiak and Stefanski want to run.
0: Now, l- let me I- – I agree – obviously with everything you said and and like you said you're the offensive line guru to speak and normally um you know if you've listened to us in the past you know that I'm very hesitant on rookies coming in and being impactful for the most part obviously you have those one-off guys where yep hey we're looking for them to contribute this year what I will say about Garrett Bradbury is this guy is 6'3", three, 300 pounds. He's, he's got some size to him already, okay? He was the Remington Trophy Award winner last year, the best center in college football. Did not allow a sack in over 900 snaps last year. Right. Um, this is a player that I think has the chance to step in and operate like be, a high-end like, like player.
1: Like a, like a, a, a and Nelson for the yeah
0: the this 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 has now in and, and I know that it's not as probably likely that he comes in and maybe it's at the super high level but he's the kind of guy that has the profile from college that has the smarts he has some of the size. Well, I mean sometimes you guys you, you see these guys come in where yeah they need to put on the the 15 20 pound they need to get that strength you know like mm-hmm. you're saying where you you're coming up against uh, a at lot the, of these the guys
1: functional strength, you're, you're gonna come up against 350 pound D tackles right there's no way you're going to be able to overpower them as a rookie. Right. You're just not.
0: But I'm just, hes he's got some size to him already. Um, and, and, he, and obviously, he, I mean, you, you don't win that award just right. by, so um, I don't know. I, I think I'm really excited about this pick. I know you were thrilled because this is the guy right. you wanted. And, and I mean, I, I they nailed it, right? This was the guy they wanted.
1: When you, when you look at the tape, you just see his technique, his footwork is so sound that the strength will come. The strength will get there. If he's under strength this year, that's fine. He will, he will learn that. What's difficult for players to do is if they come in and they have the size and the strength, but they don't have the technique, that's where it's a flip of coin, and one side, you get none of that, and all you're relying on is is that strength, which is not a good thing. And the other side, maybe you get okay at your your technique. So coming in being strong technique-wise, there is no better situation for a rookie, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I think coming in, I think he's also the highest um, drafted center we've had since, I think, Mick. Or something like that. Yeah. Highest drafted center in, in God knows who long. So uh, I, I
0: think that's a home run pick. I mean, let, if let's. And we it, need it to be.
1: And, and no bones about it. Elfline is not a rookie to guard either. He played guard for a significant portion of time in college. So him coming in as a center, I think he had like one year and change at center in college. Um, so it's not going to be a foreign position to him. It's not going to be you're flipping him out there like we did with Remmers and just like, oh, you've really never played here. Or you haven't played here in like six years, figure it out. Yep, it should be a natural natural switch for uh, Elfline to play guard. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm so excited about this pick because, like I said, this this pick should address two positions on the on the O line in one pick. And if it works out the way I think it does, that's going to mean immense things for this offense.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. So,
1: all right. Next guy, Mikey. Next guy. Who we got? Were Were, were you worried about this next pick? Were you, Were you curious who we were going to pick this next one?
0: Uh, I wasn't worried about it. I was I was actually excited. I mean, you know me. I'm a I'm a best guy available. I've I've trusted right. the system here in the last few years. So I was actually really excited about this pick.
1: So, so the timeline was: I think the draft happened, and then I think several weeks to like a month later, maybe even two months later, is when the uh, Cal Rudolph restructure got done. I wasn't thinking that was going to happen with this pick because we landed Irv Smith Jr. Right, with our second pick. Um, and I thought if we were picking him, we were just going to cut Rudolph loose because he had zero guaranteed money left in his college. Right. Obviously, they, they think there's some value in having both on the field at the same time. I think if you add in David Morgan to this tight end group, I think we have one of the upper-end talented tight end groups in the league. I'm not going to say like top three, but I definitely think it's it's top five. It's up there.
0: I I mean, yeah. I I love the optimism. Uh, I will say tight end is probably, you know, going back to what I said before, where you rarely see rookies come in and make an impact. Um, I think tight end can can be argued that that's the number one spot where you really don't see it. Uh, But certainly I think there's an ability for him as a dynamic pass catcher to come in it um, makes some big plays in some big spots. And, and maybe that only means 20 catches over the course of a year, but maybe those catches are in really crucial moments or and crucial you know, touchdowns type thing. It's another target. Uh, certainly it helps the system from the two tight end sets. Right. But, uh, so I think it, I mean, a little bit I agree with you on it, but I think the definition of the impact there is... I,
1: I, well, I see the impact of this as huge, okay? Absolutely huge, because if you're throwing out there and you got a set with Thielen Diggs... And you had Rudy coming out, right? And then you put Irv in the, the wide receiver three position. Now you have a couple mismatches on your tight ends that are one up. And then if you got Dalvin coming out, coming out the back, like, there's going to be a mismatch there that's going to be in your favor. Yeah. One way or another. And if, if they choose to take away Rudy and Delvin, well, then you throw to Irv, who is probably going to be in soft coverage and is going to pick up your seven yards that you need.
0: I, I mean uh, I like where you're going with this so
1: there's there's this adds so much ability to this team because we haven't had a true second receiving tight end I mean david Morgan is more of a a blocker right he's more of a blocking tight end that's what he is there's no bones about it he's more right. of a coine saucer mold than he is a, a pass catching uh, guy so you add this guy who is who can function as a tight end or a wide receiver because he's he's got the frame for it right it's just another weapon i just i love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think what you know. Last year we had uh, Rudolph Morgan Conklin. Um, I, I think Conklin. I remember a couple of nice catches later in the season there.
1: He did, um, but I mean, it, like you no, barely tell the field, so it's right. Like, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm loving yeah. the depth
0: there. I'm, I, I'm, trust me, I'm with you. I love this pick. Um, he played a couple years at Alabama. His dad was a tight end in the NFL. He's got he's got probably the you know he's got the background I guess to, to know he's developed he's played with. Um, some extremely talented players obviously going to Alabama and I mean I love this pick in the long run the impact this year um, you know I'm not going to get over the top on it but uh, definitely excited about that pick.
1: I I, I think I'm definitely with you that I don't think the stat sheet is going to show a ton from him but I think those 15-20 catches he has are going to be in crucial moments that, that we typically didn't see last year
0: no i, I agree yeah. that i think he's going to be put into spots where with the weapons we have he's, he's going to be put in the jarius right spots he, he's going to have a great opportunity right. to make a, an extremely impactful play probably multiple times this year and and let's hope that he does it you know
1: yeah let's hope it all works out he's got a good jersey number yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: so 84 for those of you that that we not aware um he's going to be wearing number 84 which i uh, to another prolific viking if i remember right yeah i can't think of his name off the top yeah. of my head but and before anyone gets to get <laughs> on, the, on the, the train of oh let's retire 84's number in my personal opinion i don't like retiring numbers i think it's kind of a, a dumb thing to do like put them in your ring of honor sure but yeah why are we retiring the number if someone wants to honor that number well just let them honor the number
0: and I, I believe i saw right away that uh randy came out and was actually on board with this and said kind of more power to you I, know, I didn't, I I didn't the, see that. But, I think he said, kind of, cool, right? I got, hey, you know, I did what I did with that number on, but, you know, I, it's all I did what I did. It wasn't the number that did it. Um, right. So, yeah.
1: Which, which I agree with. It's, you know, a, a number is just a number. If you memorialize Moss as 84, do it. Don't take away that number, because I think it's cool that, that other players can wear that and try to emulate what he did. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's probably an honor for the, the previous player that had it. Right? Anyway, we, we digress there. Right. Um, so before we get into the next pick and, and the the final picks here, let's, let's take a little take a little break and we'll, we'll come back after the break. All right. Welcome back. Here we'll, we'll continue off on our our draft. Kind of a quick analysis here with um, a pick that I was kind of surprised we made this pick based on what we have, but um, it doesn't super surprise me um, given the health of Dalvin. We picked Alexander Madison. Yeah. Um, now, if you haven't seen his uh, his personal story, there's I think the Vikings put out uh, kind of a, a short couple-minute video on his personal story. I highly recommend it. It's, it's a pretty pretty awesome story for this guy. Kind of got out of a bad situation, and now he's in the NFL, um, and hopefully he's able to take some some of that and and give back to, to where he came from. I think it's what a lot of these guys end up doing. But uh, so, Alexander Madison, you got anything on this guy, Mike?
0: No, I think I think you nailed it. Dalvin is, is much. Dalvin Cook is uh, spoiler alert going to be. You're going to hear his name a lot from me. Um, I know we haven't talked about that, but I I just think he's poised for an absolute monster year if he can stay healthy. Uh, That's that's
1: a big gift for me. If he can stay healthy on the field, I don't think there's a limit to where this guy can go. I mean, I'm talking, like,
0: for you fantasy football people out there, you know, he's going to be in that top three conversation. I think the ceiling is that high. Um, Obviously, you're not going to probably need to take him in that that high of a range, Uh, but I I just think he's got the ability to really – have a fantastic year the way this offense, and hopefully the line uh, works the way we do. But let's circle back here to Madison. I think talking about his – Dalvin's injury history definitely played a part into this. Yep. And
1: um, – I think he he played four games his rookie season, and then I think he was out, like, another – Four or five last year. Delvin last was. year with yep. the,
0: and it, it was always like, oh, he's going to be back. He's going to be back this week, and then nope, still out, still out. And which,
1: which is not uncommon with the type of injury he had. Like right. Typically, you see a lot of hamstring injuries after having an ACL when they're running back. Yep. It it, it happens. It's typical, but it's still frustrating. It,
0: and you know, I think they're gonna they're gonna bank on the health of Dalvin, but you still need a backup there. And with the team structured the way that it is. You don't want to spend a lot of money on that and that's right. where Latavius unfortunately a guy that I know you and I both loved um, you know we had to watch him uh, go to the Saints this offseason actually get a, a really nice deal better deal than I thought he was going to get so congratulations same, to him but
1: same absolutely and I wish him the best because you know he, he was a great ambassador for the team oh, I, that signing yeah.
0: was money I mean he, he did 100%. everything you could have earned
1: everything that, that he got out of that and you know, I, like you said, it's, it's a shame we, we couldn't make out a deal, but I don't think we could afford to pay him that much.
0: No. Um, and I don't
1: fault him for going out and getting it. No, and
0: he's going to have a great chance at some success down there. Obviously, we know they got a really good football team yep. uh, down there. But circling back, we're going to have Madison. Uh, we have Amir Abdullah. We have Mike Boone. Uh, we have a guy like C.J. Ham. Obviously, that's a little bit of a different style of a runner there. Right. But you have a, a three of those guys that really –
1: or Mad- low cost. And Madison more more reads as a like a bruiser, not kind of like a Delvin. Right, safety.
0: but you, you have a change of pace in yep. all of those guys um, that is gonna be there for a low contract number. Yep. Um, that then you gotta have faith in. So you're probably gonna see what, two of the three, I would say, make it behind Delvin, maybe three.
1: So, yeah, so the if CJ's there. So it's not as like CJ's taking up that fullback role, and yep. then Delvin, obviously is as RB one. Madison will make Madison will make RB2. the team out of him. Yeah, and then you you maybe look at another, maybe even two, and the the second one would probably be more of a special teams keep. Like so, a, maybe a, a Abdullah. A, a, so yeah, and then yeah. and then maybe uh maybe the um another running back there, but that would still even be a little bit heavier. I think that typically they they run a different position group for that that pure specialist, uh, backup type guy. Yeah,
0: so, I, I mean, I think that's that's where they justified this pick. They um, they like what they saw. I mean, he's a hell of a runner, and, you know, we've seen throughout the year whether it be uh, the James Connors and, and a lot of these different stories mm-hmm. of runners that are getting drafted in these later rounds that are also coming out and, and you know, being extremely doing extremely well in the NFL. Um, so the running back, seeing those running backs selected in that first round and right. being the guy that you plug and play, I think you know the likes of the Trent Richardsons and, and some of these busts that have happened, um, you're seeing teams go away from that and try to find guys that, that sort of diamond in the rough uh, later in the drafts, and, and a lot of teams have been successful for that. So um, a little higher than I thought we would go there. I think I agree with you from that standpoint, yeah. but let's hope that it works out.
1: It, you know, it definitely seems a little bit high for, for that, but like I said, if the need is there, um, you gotta you gotta fill it, and you gotta make sure that, that you get that position solidified. And I think definitely going into it, running back was a little bit thin for us behind Delvin because you had no real proven guy.
0: Yep, no agree. Um, um onward.
1: I just want to bring up the uh, the full draft because I don't think I actually mentioned every draft pick here. So I just want to make sure I have what I'm about to say correct next time here. So, okay, so. Then the fourth pick that we had, right? So, fourth pick in round four, which I think some people saw as a, a tiny bit of a drop. I think this guy was expected to go round three. Uh, Drew Samia, right? Yeah. Now, this is an offensive guard, and apparently, this guy is a mauler. He's, he's a, a mean guard, which I think is kind of a, a refreshing change of pace from what we've had on this, this team. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy is competing for a starting job at right guard. I really wouldn't. Um, now, that being said, we, we're paying uh, Klein, I think, $15 million over three years. Um, and he's slotted right now as a right guard. Yeah. But from what I've been hearing from from the minicamps, like, this guy has has been impressive. Great. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe if not this year, if next year, he's a starter and then Klein is a backup.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, um, I won't go that far this year, just the way things have structured out, maybe with the Rudolph restructure and, and just where we're at overall. Um, I think, you know, I view uh, I view Samia as a guy that's definitely going to make this squad. I think it's great depth, depth Absolutely. guard.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: um, I mean, I'm excited. I, I think you nailed it. Maybe a player that they might not have been expecting to be there at that point in time. Yep. Um, but... You know, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting without being in the war room, and obviously I, I wish that there was, like, a post-draft where you could see how everything actually shook out from a war room standpoint, like, be able to look at where everyone had everyone ranked. Sure, yeah,
1: that would be kind of cool to see, like...
0: Just to see, like, oh, oh these, this these was these such a reach. Had,
1: these guys had drew two picks behind yeah. Alexander Maddow. Oh, and we almost we had this guy, yeah. or, you know.
0: But, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately that that's not something that's available to us yet. But I agree with you. I think it's it's uh it's a great asset to have for depth, and uh, maybe we're gonna be hearing his name a little bit sooner than later, according to you.
1: It could be, you know, if if he pans out as high as I think he will, I mean, he could be the direct backup to one of these guys. So you hit an injury, you could be hearing his name called sure. pretty quickly. Um, hopefully you don't you don't hear that. I want to see our starting five start all sixteen games. Yeah, actually all nineteen games, but. You know, that remains to be seen. We haven't had typically great luck with those injuries in the past a couple years here. Um, But another point I wanted to mention here, right? This is four picks. The first four picks of this draft were all offense. I don't think we've come even anywhere close to that in the Zimmer era. Okay, so I don't know what that means, but I like it. Because in in my opinion, with this team, you have Zimmer, you have his coaching staff, who literally has not turned around one single coach. Not one coach has left for a different position. Not one coach has been fired on that defense. Right. So, in my opinion, if you're good at coaching defense and you're good at getting the most out of some of these guys, why are you spending high picks there? Leverage that coaching and spend the picks where you need it most on offense. Right. So I love this. you got 2-0 line in the start. you got... A weapon in Irv Smith, and you got a pretty solid backup running back in Alexander Madison in the first four picks of this draft.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: This, this is exciting. If you're not excited as a Vikings fan right now, wake the hell up, man. We're ready to roll. We're ready to rock. Okay. So, anything else on on Drew Samuel? I think, I think no. That's it. I think that's no,
0: it. I think let's uh, let's go onward. We got a couple more here to hit.
1: Next, we got. Uh, we skipped over this milk toast, uh linebacker, Cameron Smith, so and Armin Watts, both a couple guys. Yeah, not really that exciting.
0: No, I think, I mean, I will say, though, I think Cameron Smith has a, is going to probably be a guy that makes the squad. Um, again, yeah. again, you have to think about, for those of you out here, that it might be like, oh, you know, Mike, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. It's, it's
1: special teams. You, you ha- and you
0: have to think about the cap number here and some of these exactly. guys that are getting drafted later. So... Um, I, I think Cameron Smith's a guy that is probably going to step in and, yeah, special teams, you know, you're going to hear that name so as you're watching the preseason games and things.
1: So um, I think typically the Vikings have around five or six linebackers and there really isn't a good candidate. I mean, you have, Bar, you have Kendricks, Barr. Kendricks, Gedeon, uh, Wilson, that's, that's Eric that's Wilson. Your, yeah, Eric
0: Wilson. And then you're probably...
1: And then this guy, because, I mean, he's he's drafted in the fifth round.
0: Cam Smith, Kentrell Brothers would maybe be yeah, the only other guy. But I think but, he's
1: suspended the first couple weeks, so then again? Uh, I don't or am know. I thinking wrong in that? Maybe I'm just thinking of the last year. Um, either way, I mean, there should be room for him there, right? And a fifth round pick, you're going to be given a fair amount of leeway. So I, I I won't be surprised if that's the case. And
0: I mean, we'll we'll get into uh, we'll go deeper into the uh, roster decisions more than some of you may like when we get to that show.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: of course. Um, obviously culminating with the argument that will inevitably happen between whether we'll carry two or three quarterbacks. Uh, You know, I always love that every year. Now, this year, for the first time, uh, the audience will miss out on whether or not we're going to keep Marcus Sherrill's or not, which I I would like to apologize up front for that. Maybe we could still have it. Um, But certainly it was a good run, that conversation. That that Uh, conversation
1: has literally been going on for, uh, I swear, the last six years. You know,
0: but when it comes to that conversation...
1: Good times, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I look back at the multiple conversations i have with that every year, and I think, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Well. So he, he defected to the Saints if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. He did. I think he went so, with uh, Latavius. You know that'll be interesting. Um, let's see. Then sixth round, a um, couple guys here that I don't have specifically to talk about, but Armin Watts, D tackle. No. So another piece of fodder if we can get something out of him if uh andre patterson d line coach can get something out of him great if not maybe practice squad candidate guy yeah, yeah. um marcus epps um safety so kind of replenishes some of that we'll get into a different different uh show on kind of what we lost for agency wise um so kind of replenishing the well there um Ole udo tackle so Kind of, kind of just a, a later round flyer on some of these old line guys. You know, if, if you get something out of it cool, and then you, you, maybe you're awesome or practice, practice squad them for a year or two, kind of see what you have, see what you can yeah. develop. Yeah,
0: oh, agreed, um, agreed.
1: Then there's just a couple guys that were late that I think kind of have the potential to make this team and, and, and maybe surprise and turn some heads here. So you got Chris Boyd, who uh, is cornerback out of Texas, and I think he was projected to go like fourth or fifth round. And he's sitting there in round seven. So my first thought is always when someone when one of these guys falls is okay why? And then if it's a DB, I'm like okay, what can Zimmer and crew get out of them? Because you've seen what the DBs we have in this um, in this building are, and a lot of that is a product of Mike Zimmer and Co. getting the most out of these guys. And you're seeing that with Holton Hill. You saw a good bit of him last year. And his progression. You saw Mike Hughes at the start of the year before he tore his ACL. And then you saw um, guys like um J Ron Curse, who's coming in there stepping in, playing a completely different money backer <sighs> type role. One of my favorite. And players just crushing. Absolutely. Love J Ron Kurse. J Ron Kearse, if you're listening, you're my boy, bud. alright. So I'm just I'm curious to see what, what Zimmer and is gonna do with this guy. I think Boyd will
0: make the team. Um, I think when you look at the uncertainty of Mike Hughes, at least to start the season, you look at the suspension of Holton Hill. Um, I, I just, I think there's a spot here, and in Zim we trust. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I won't be shocked. Um, just, I, I, I shouldn't even say I won't be shocked. I think he's a player that's going to make the team. Um, I, I think you mentioned uh, Marcus Epps right before that, right? As a guy, As really. A safety, yep. um, that one, maybe you know, we'll see. Uh,
1: see, see, one thing I, I I think might happen is they might kind of shift Javon Curse more to that safety role. I'm not certain to kind of to kind of fill that position group a little bit more because with what we lost in free agency, I think we're kind of light on that, and I don't know if Epps kind of fills that role.
0: Right, and and that's where obviously a lot has to play out, right? We we go through. Training camp, we go through preseason. There's going right. to be injuries, unfortunately. We hope that there's not, but there is going to be. Um, so we need to see how everything shakes out. A lot of these guys, probably everyone that we just mentioned, is actually uh, potentially on that cusp. and um,
1: the draft picks, like I said, they're given a high benefit of doubt versus guys that are already fringe players from previous years. So don't be super surprised if one of these guys makes it and, like, the 52nd, 53rd yeah. roster spot. No. Especially, like you said, with the Holton Hill suspension. Excited, that, though. There's going to be an extra spot in the roster.
0: Super excited of this whole list about the next guy we're going to mention.
1: The next guy. Let's see. So before we get there, so we got, okay. So Chris Boyd, re- impressive in camp, whatever. You know, it happens from time and then sometimes those those reports don't materialize when they actually put up pads. But I think this guy has a, has a chance to shine. So I'm just delaying just to kind of build up your... Hype and anticipation for the next guy we're about to mention here, who's has um, apparently been also pretty excited in the game. Uh, he,
0: yeah, and I. So but,
1: Dylan, he's, but he's got he's got two first names in his name. He I, does. I don't know how I
0: uh, about that. Well, he does. Um, Dylan Mitchell, of course, is the player we are talking about here, wide receiver, I believe, out of uh, Oregon, um, and just
1: one hundred ninety-seven pounds. He
0: he is the sort of player. Um, that has the ability to find the spots in coverage, whether it be zone or whether uh, he just with with I, I'm How viewing this. Open, kind of I'm thing? viewing this with the digs and Thielen and Rudolph and players are going to be out there drawing the attention. He's going to be that guy that just can find the spot and he knows where to kind of set up and stay. And he might be the guy if he can end up making this squad that might have again. We you know we circle back to Irv Smith. A, a couple opportunities to make some big catches. I think this is another player in limited time.
1: Kind of, kind of what we're missing. What we were missing from that Laquan Treadwell role last year. It's, it's kind of what you see. Like if he can man. actually be there and catch a damn ball. I still,
0: I still, ah, uh, I'm gonna have to quit him, and aren't I?
1: Yeah, it's, it's over, man. I mean, we can't do any more of this. I,
0: well, you, you got to give me credit. I stayed yeah. on the wagon the entire time. You um, did. But I think, no, Mitchell I like. Go watch some highlights. There's some great videos out there of him on YouTube. Uh, I I just, I really like this pick, and I think that he's going to be in competition to make it uh, on this team because it seems like Treadwell, indeed, uh, might be on the way out. I know that there's some dead money associated with that, but... uh, Basically,
1: basically the amount of dead money is if you cut him, you're replacing him, and the salary stays. Sure. Sure. Okay, so, so it's it, there's like I think a, like six million or something like that tied up in there.
0: No, I'm excited about Mitchell. I, I really hope he makes the squad. Um, probably a guy that'll be a little bit more fun to watch in the preseason. Yes, he's not going to be a player that's going to get a ton of stamps. Probably not even a player that's going to be active, obviously on a game to game basis for the most part. Unless, he, um, once,
1: like I said, unless he truly impresses us and he, he takes to right. that wide receiver three or four, he could be.
0: But definitely someone I think to keep an eye on, um, maybe for future years and just as as things pan out. But. Um, I'm I'm probably more excited than the average Viking fan about him, but uh, I get really excited about receivers. So.
1: So Mike, are you saying that we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to get rid of this sound clip once once Laquan Treadwell is no longer with the team? You are my ambassador, Laquan. That makes me sad. I am uh, I am indeed I am indeed. Same with this one. I will show you, Laquan. We couldn't even use these really because Laquan Treadwell has been such hot garbage. Like, right. almost to the level of Trey Williamson, almost.
0: Yeah, no, it's it and was I'm bad. And I've given
1: him every opportunity.
0: I'm mostly disappointed.
1: I, I'm disappointed in myself. Ha, has the button
0: bar me. been not working for most of the show? Because I've hit it like four times.
1: Yeah, so when we were setting up the sound, the thing accidentally defaulted to the recording device sound. My apologies. <sighs> I screwed up. I suck. but...
0: I had some great comedic timing and a lot of button bars. So and so basically,
1: you want to do this to me? What are you doing? <laughs> Burying him. Uh, Waking the neighbors.
0: No, it, I mean Mitchell. I mean, circling back before we get to kind of our last player here. Um, exciting. I know wide receivers are always. There's a lot of names, right? We we always we had BB last year. Uh, I believe we just he's signed still on the team. We signed, yeah. No, and, and actually, I think he's he's Impressive. another player. This is pressed. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Taylor was the player that was from Denver, right? That has a little bit of history yes. with Cousins yes.
1: somehow. Yes, yeah, so there's something or, or, connection or something,
0: there, yeah. Um, and then you know you have Brandon Zilstra. I believe was on the team no, last year.
1: Was it Cousins or was it Kubiak? He had history with.
0: maybe that was it. Maybe, that, it was it. maybe that was it. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, obviously, we have Diggs and Thielen, but then after that...
1: Basically, you're really you're behind those two, got to do this. Yeah. Fill, fill it up again!
0: Fill yeah. it up again, yeah. Fill it up again No, it's it's. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Uh, you know, that next receiving, I think, is going to ultimately come from tight ends, and then also come from running backs. I think if Delvin stays healthy, he's probably a guy that's going to catch 50... With
1: the, with, uh, with the 50 system I'm anticipating that we're going to run, absolutely. Yeah. I, and, God, that guy is just dangerous in space. You oh. get him out in the screen, screen pass, dear Lord, good luck. Right. Good luck.
0: Uh, but speaking of uh, the opposite of getting a guy out for a screen pass, let's talk about the last guy here,
1: this who pretty could, much
0: has one job.
1: This one was interesting to me because, uh, one, I didn't really expect it. Right. Austin Cuddy. Yeah. Long snapper, okay? Um, no, apparently... He's been released from his duties. Um, I think he was an army reserve or something like that. Who
0: was, was he? Was he Air Force or where? where was it he? Was,
1: it was some branch of the military, and he was like a reservesman or something like that. Which after they get out of college, I think they're required to serve like two years or something like that. Yeah. Um, so obviously, they drafted it half on spec, kind of figuring that they would figure something out that worked for both. Um, worst case, he'd have to delay his career for a couple of years, um, but. My guess is a lot of times they kind of go in with the handshake deal, knowing that, yeah, we're going to be able to get out of this. Like, the Army doesn't want to have that kind of negative publicity. Like, you wouldn't even let this guy go do whatever. Right. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know really why we do this when the long snapper is typically, like, not paid that much anyway. Like, I think our current long snapper is on a deal where he's making 700 k <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. Like I don't get what this guy's gonna get get us over our current long snapper. Yeah, I
0: mean uh, you you've got I think Kevin McDermott and um, I mean I'm with you that if you're gonna make that pick of, of cutting, I'm assuming you do that with the thought that he's going to come in and be the long snapper, right? Right. That's so
1: like, there's one long snapper on the team. You don't carry two just for shits and
0: giggles. Yeah, but here we are. Uh, so something to keep... Ki- hey, it's a... Uh, it's a. Uh, what do we call that? A, kicker watch. A kicker watch. Yeah, it's well, a kicker watch. Well, there's still a
1: kicker watch because...
0: There's not going to be kicker watch.
1: Okay. But but, God. Okay, but, okay. Uh, if then, you're first listening to okay. the show... But why Why then is Bailey on such a low deal?
0: <sighs> because he wants to win.
1: Oh, bullish. <laughs> Come on.
0: Hey, I wanted to back the Brinks truck up.
1: Yes, this guy wanted to spend what eight million on Guskowski. I would have
0: spent whatever it took. Also, did you see the Brinks truck that uh, broke open on an Atlanta highway or interstate? I, I did
1: see that from from my mutual friend. Uh, like two hundred k out uh, on the.
0: Uh, what would you have done? Um, would you have gathered up the money, ran to Target, and uh, uh, put a hat on, maybe a hoodie, and, and spent it, or where are you at? See,
1: there's there's this thing that's called uh, the Amendment, comma the Fifth. Um, I will plead the Fifth <laughs> on that question, sir. Let's just say this. I would probably have some that new that technology new lawn. devices. Oh,
0: well, I thought maybe you could or, pay me for helping out with that lawn here in a couple of weeks.
1: Well, it'll, it'll be a couple of months, but I mean, my friendship is really all the payment you need, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And if you get the grill going, I you mean, know, a pretty good griller. Get the
1: grill going, we'll get some beers. You know, it'll be yeah. fine. Don't worry. That's what I'm here for. You know, any of you can
0: that's a draft recap, right there. That's
1: a draft recap. You know, so we need the
0: uh, sound bite from Denny. Uh,
1: that's the draft.
0: That's the draft. Who knows what that's called?
1: Okay, we're, we're going to write that down. We're going to get that. That's the draft.
0: Um, but yeah, I think overall, uh, I think, right, you've got to look at the top end and you've got to look at Bradbury. Yes. Um, I think that's really where your grade's going to come from Whole because run. it was such a big hole to fill.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so I, I think when I look at this, Um, there's some upside here with the Irv Smith Jr. pick. Um, there's some guys down the road, uh, whether it be Dylan Mitchell, whether it be Samia, um, boy. yeah, I think overall, I I feel like this draft went pretty well. Um, and time will certainly tell. We'll look back here in probably two to three years and really be able to give it a, uh, an actual grade, but right.
1: Yeah. So that's one of the things I always laugh at is the immediate draft grades are always ridiculous. Like right. you need you need at least two years to see where a guy is, is, is tracking um, and obviously some guys they completely bust so hard that they're out year two but some of these guys you just don't know right sometimes it takes that long just to just to learn the new system and learn their role um, so I'm absolutely with you I think this draft was was a lot of what we needed it's a lot of offense and it's it's high upside guys on the back end that if they start to produce, you know, year one, you're laughing, you're happy. Right. If they don't, well, they were late own picks. Right. What do you expect? Right. So, very excited about this. Um, one last thing I was going to touch on is a supplementary draft, I think, was today, or it's this weekend. No, I think it was today. Was it today? I thought I saw Arizona um, was,
0: like, the only team that...
1: Right. So I just wanted to go through real quick what that is, if you have heard that term and don't actually understand what the heck it is. So basically what it is, is any player that was either ineligible or did not apply to, or was, was eligible and did not apply for the regular draft. For There's a couple different reasons, like y- there was some kind of hiccup and they needed to clarify that or fix that before they could actually apply for draft. They apply for the supplementary draft. Okay. So they go into this whole separate pool. All right, And what teams can do is they can submit a draft pick. It's a blind bid. So if I'm the Vikings and you're the Packers, I submit a ticket that says, okay, we will take him with a third-round pick. And you submit a ticket that says, okay, we'll take him with a fourth-round pick. I don't see yours. You don't see mine. They, they take the highest pick that would go there, and there's an order to it. It's different from the actual order. Um, but they take that, the highest pick that he was drawn at, and that, that team is awarded that player now how this works for the draft the regular draft is if you spend a third round pick in the supplementary draft in 2019 you forfeit your first third round pick in the 2020 draft so it's essentially you're spending a pick early and that's that's all it is okay so there's there's very little shroud and mirrors behind that it's just you're, you're spending a pick early that's basically what it is
0: and it looks like one player went Washington State defensive back Jalen Thompson to the Cardinals in round five, and he was the only player selected in the supplemental okay. draft.
1: So what I think that means the rest of those guys are free to sign. Um, yeah, and a that, couple I,
0: of them have already signed.
1: Okay, yeah, because I don't think they're eligible for another draft after that, but then basically what that means, like I said, is the Cardinals next year they forfeit a fifth round pick. Okay. so basically that's that that'll say supplementary draft selection, yada, yada yada. Sure. Well, there that's you have it. it. That's, that's it. I mean, that's the draft. That's supplementary draft. That's all there is, Mike. I like it. It's just football. Yeah. So, that's going to wrap it up for... Show one. Scorters, you know. Well,
0: not really show one, but...
1: Well, show one to... I think show one for a lot of
0: listeners, I hope.
1: For a lot of listeners, then, you know, hopefully it's, it's show one of many. Yeah.
0: yeah there's that.
1: I think it's technically show 44, codenamed Leroy Horde. So um, but that's going to wrap it up for, for us. I'm at Namak7 on the Twitter.
0: Uh, I am Musky underscore Mike.
1: So you can find us on the Daily Norseman, I believe. Uh, climb in the Pocket, you can still find us there. I think we're also um, uploading to that as well. or we will, we will link to to their sites for this, this podcast, um, as well as, you know, there might be some articles up there that we put up and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, come find us. Come come check us out, come ask us questions. We're, we'd be glad to help you out with any Vikings queries you have.
0: Season will be here soon.
1: I can't wait, Mike. Because now, you know what happened, Mike? You know what happened? Okay, I was trying to avoid this, alright? I was trying to avoid this. I'm like, okay. I'm a Vikings fan first, okay? And a couple years ago when the Vikings were really tanking, I like, okay, let's get into the wild, alright? Big mistake <laughs> there. Big mistake there. One and done every single year, right? And last year, I get into the, uh, the whole Timberwolves. Not last year, two years ago, I believe, when we got Jimmy Butler. And then I'm like, okay, I guess now I'm going to watch basketball. And then this year, the Twins are doing good, so friend at work got me into the Twins. Okay. Now, there's no damn off season for me anymore, Mike. Well, I mean... There's always a game to watch.
0: Maybe that should be a T-shirt we get. There is no off, there's no off season or something like that. We
1: should like, do that because right now there is no off season. Probably exists. There, there really is no ever no ever off season for me in football. There's always kind of something to keep. Track yeah, of, yeah, that's with true. The cap and whatnot, but like there is no off season of watching games anymore.
0: Yeah, this is um, actually I think tomorrow uh, is the no, maybe it's tonight. It's tonight. Uh, today is literally considered the slowest day in sports because there's no baseball, no NHL, no NBA. Uh, and obviously, no. Because it's All Star Break, right? Yeah, it's the day after the All Star Game, so this is the day of the ESPYS, and uh, it's like the slowest day in sports. So. However,
1: when you're listening to this, it will probably not be the slowest day in sports anymore.
0: Yeah, be, unless somehow you waited a year,
1: which you know, kudos, right? Welcome, future people. <laughs> All right, we gotta, <laughs> right. we gotta go. We, we gotta get out of here. All right, scoters.com, at Nemox7, at Moskander underscore Mike. Come, come talk to us. We'll be here. So, that's it, Mike.
0: Till next show. Skull.
1: Skull.